Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza, of course, brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Quarter. And make sure you guys check out all the Wisconsin Badgers news notes analysis up on Bucky's fifthquarter.com. And I am here with the Polish rifle, Scott Wisniewski. Scotty, how's the, how are you dealing with this weather? Had a snow day yesterday and going to get some bitter cold before another round of snow coming up early next week, brother. Oh, it's terrible. It sucks. I hate winter. Um, I probably <laughs> liked it more at one point when I was uh, uh, younger, but I, I ate it. So it's fabulous. Yeah, no, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, same boat here. Um, you know, Saturday morning, about ready to go cover Michigan. Uh, I get up in the morning. I should say right away. And the kids are saying that the Netflix isn't working. And of course we have a, with our neighborhood service, we have a, um, how do I describe it? Uh, like a neighborhood association where we pay a certain company to go plow our driveway, uh, driveways for a yearly fee. And next thing you know, they bowl over our cable and internet uh in a big green box i mind you big green plastic box supposed to protect it they took it out uh and so we were greeted by charter uh by spectrum because they actually have an automated system so that was fantastic they apparently they did their they knocked out everything where it took out the amplifier as well so they were uh they had to replace it and all that, or they had to take care of stuff so that was fun um so you know the joys of of winter and that happening for the fourth time in four years at our household but um, you know, I, I know, uh, we got a lot to get to today. We got some Milwaukee Bucks talk later on, talking about the Super Bowl, talking about the, the, the championship games this week, which were or the weekend that were fantastic in my opinion. I, uh, and of course there's a huge controversy with new Orleans and in, in Los Angeles, uh, with that pass interference call, uh, that we can touch on based on as well. But really, I mean, let's, let's, let's discuss some Milwaukee Brewers. We haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Uh, Yasmani Grandal with his contract, which seems like a really good deal. Uh, but uh, also talking some starting pitching, you know, where let's talk about the signing first uh, to get that out of the way since it's, it's kind of older news. Uh, but the Grandal deal, I like it. I think it's a smart deal and it gives them a year to and it provide some power to that position. Uh, I know he didn't have the greatest look uh, at, during the NLDS yeah, when it came to that, that the pass balls. Yeah. I don't, I'm not worried about that. I, but I, I think it's a good, I think it's a good pickup on the surface. It would be a good pickup. Um, the problem is if I knew that this was going to essentially pre- preclude them from doing anything else where they needed to improve, then I would say it's a bad deal. And here's what I'm talking about. Look, I, I know there's been talk about guys like Baumgartner and Corey Kluber. And first of all, I didn't want Madison Baumgartner for one year. I thought the price was too steep to give up. But I was it Corey Ray. They're talking about Corey Ray and was it either Peralta or that's some according to some reports, right? It was Corey well, yeah. Ray and then either Burns or Peralta. Yeah, and for one year because I don't think he'd you'd resign him, and that that's the problem, right? right? However. There's a few guys on my checklist that I really thought they should have done a better job of trying to bring in. They should have done a deal for Sonny Gray. They didn't. Um, they need help at second base and a lot of second basemen. And I understand that 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 Keston Herrera is the future. However, he's not here yet. Okay. Um, so I wanted to see them improve at second base, at least for this year. Dozier signed for cheap. Um, 
the guy I really wanted, DJ LeMahieu, was relatively cheap. But you could have got some other guys that could have been uh, could have given you some flexibility if you know that could have also played some short and played some some third. And I'm watching these guys just continue to uh, Jed Lowry. Guys just get picked up that the Brewers could have gotten cheap. That, there's still a couple guys out there, Marwin Gonzalez being one, Josh Harrison being another. At pitcher, there are some values there. Drew Pomerantz went dirt cheap to the Giants, and he's a guy who had a terrible year last year and has had a really good career prior to it. He's a lefty. He could have helped a little bit of depth in the rotation. I think he's better than Wade Miley, even though Miley had a better year last year. So they missed on that. Um, they, I don't know what they're going to do with the fourth outfield position because right now it's either going to be Eric Thames, who we've seen how he struggles, especially against lefties, because you know Ryan Braun's not going to play 150 games. You know that, right? I mean, you have to be ready for right. it. Um, they traded away Santana. They traded away Broxton. So Nick Markakis was signed to a one-year deal for $6 million by the Braves. I just I feel like there's pieces that they just let slide by. And I know, you know, you look at the teams that got better and and, and let's just assume the Phillies are going to sign Harper and they're probably going to be in on a Keiko as well. So the Phillies got better. We know the Mets got better. OK. Washington's probably about the same. Atlanta's probably about the same. The Cubs are the same team, but they underachieved last year, so they should be better. St. Louis got better. The Reds got better. Okay, um, not just because they got Sonny Gray, they got uh, um, they also were able to get Wood in that trade that also brought them over Puig and Kemp. Yes, Kemp's at the end of his career, but he's better than what they had there. Puig's going to hit a ton of home runs in that little league field that we call Great American Ballpark. Okay, so this all leads to something. So it started out with the Grandall signing. Great move. I I don't have a problem with that move. Okay, but because they haven't filled some of these other gaps, other teams have passed them. And Baseball Prospectus came out and projected the Brewers' one loss record to be 78 and 84. And I can see them finishing at or below 500. A new pitching coach. I think that Johnson was very underrated as a pitching coach. I think what ends up happening now is you're going to have a few guys slide back to to maybe regression to the mean, right? Maybe goes back to kind of more what his career numbers were. Um, We don't know about Jimmy Nelson. We don't know what Burns and Peralta are going to do as full season. Peralta's got to get his control under, under wraps. I don't think Woodruff's a starter. I think he's a bullpen guy. They still don't have that front of the rotation guy that even if they were a playoff contender, we saw what happens when you try to play the bullpen games four times in a seven-game series. It doesn't work. Okay, um, Aguilar could slide back to, to regress to the, back to the mean that, that he really is. Second base is a black hole right now. Offensively, shortstop is a black hole right now. Shaw, he's okay. Yelich is great, but can you expect an MVP season out of him again? Kane's not getting any younger. And Ryan Braun, I don't know that he's going to play more than 120 games. So when you look at all these things, you can understand why 
it may look like I'm being a naysayer because they won 94, 95 games and I'm projecting them to win 80, but you can understand why I'm saying that. I mean, because not just about that they didn't get decidedly better, it's that other teams that they were beating last year did get better. Yep. So when, well, you look at, so when I say that they could be 15 games worse, we're talking about one game every 10 games that they lose that they would have won. So instead of going six and four, they go five and five in a 10 game stretch. That's not out of the realm of, of possibility. Not to mention the fact that, you know, even though I think Josh Hader is the goods, bullpens can be very uh, fickle from year to year. What's Jeffress going to do? How's Knable? Is 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 it the adjustments he made when he got sent down late in the season gonna continue on through the year, or is he gonna regress a bit? Right? Uh, is Hater gonna be as lights out as he was? That's kind of hard to project, right? Um. So as you go through all of it, I just I don't know, man. I I, I just I feel like there's a chance for them to um. Pro- potentially be a fourth place team in a division if the Reds are able to win 82 or 83 games. The Reds still have Scooter Jeanette. The Reds still have uh, um, Suarez. Vato had a bad year last year. You got to expect he'll bounce back. And then you add Kemp and Puig to that lineup. And, and, and again, I mentioned Scooter Jeanette, who will, I, I will keep harping on it. I know it's a broken record, who the Brewers just dismissed, even though he had minor league options left. So when you look at all of that, Yikes! Yeah, no, it, it's it, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of variables uh, that yeah. I mean, obviously, I know it's still their predictions too. So I mean, but I'm also you know uh, you saw yesterday by the way, David Stearns promoted to president of baseball operations and will remain as the general manager. Uh, obviously, him. it's a, yeah, and rightfully I think deserved based off of what he did and what, how he's rebuilt this team uh, to contention point when many would give that the Brewers probably another year or so, uh, you know, to, to make an impact off of what was this team a few seasons back. But I, you know, I, I do agree that I think getting some sort of starting pitcher is still out there, you know, Jimmy Nelson, you're still not sure of what's going to happen sure. with him. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah, there's still a huge variable there. Uh, even I think when he like, was healthy, Jake, he had one good one. Ex- one great year, and that's the year he got hurt, the year before last. Other than that, he had some ups and downs even before that. So right. just because he, even if he's back healthy, there's no guarantee that Jimmy Nelson's a, a 3.50 ERA guy with a 1.2 whip. There's there's nothing that says that that's a, something you can bank on even if he's healthy. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that um, – We'll definitely have to watch. I mean, the one thing that I'm interested in is how the pitching is going to be without Derek Johnson, who's now with the Reds. Yes. Uh, yes. I like what the Rods has done. Uh, like, I like the I like what the Reds have done. And that could uh, be the biggest move. So not only did they add three starting pitchers, but that could be the biggest thing they did. Right. And so, I mean, you don't know how much money they threw at they threw at uh, Johnson or whatnot. Uh, but it should be very interesting to see uh, how that how the you know how the replacement does, how, just how overall this team, you know, reacts uh, and with new chemistry and whatnot too. And if they, you know, if they ever bring back Mike Moustakis or whatnot, uh, which you know, I, he's still not signed, if I'm not mistaken, right? Did I know? He's, he's been talking to the Phillies, but again, I, I, I mean, if, if you want to do that to Travis Shaw and decide that that's fine, but second base is where they have the hole, not third. 
But yes, right. Moustakas is still out there. Sure. And, and it makes yeah. you wonder if they should have just paid the option on Jonathan Scope because he only had one year left, and that could have been the the, 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 the bridge that, the, you know, the, the, that – Yeah, for Kesson Hurst. Yeah, for, yeah, I, for Hira. I mean, that probably, in retrospect, was was a move that, that they should have made. And here's the other thing. There's people, and I'm not one of these people, but the conspiracy theorists out there said after the Brewers sold out uh, Brewers on Deck that said, well – they have no incentive now to have to spend more money because they'll probably draw $3 million at the gate. And if they have a bad year and season tickets are down a little bit in the offseason, then they'll make some moves next year. Like there's people who really believe that the ownership isn't uh, – um, that, that the ownership isn't uh, as committed to winning as, as some would think. Oy. Interesting. I mean, I, I, you know, and I get it. Like, look, small market aside, I get it. Just just like I don't understand people who are up in arms and angry about Miller Park losing their naming right or Miller Brewing losing the, the naming rights to Miller Park. If I'm the brewers and I turn down the money from American Family Insurance, that's business. That's neglectful. Uh, that's 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 malfeasance as far as I'm concerned, because you know how TV local TV deals are structured in Major League Baseball. Right. And, you know, the disadvantage the Brewers are because of their market size. If they would have turned down that money out of loyalty to Miller Brewing, that's ridiculous. And the people yeah. who get mad at the Brewers for that, if, if, if the Brewers wouldn't have done the deal because of the fans anger, then I would tell those fans they have no right to complain about payroll anymore. No more. Yeah, I, I, I think let's hit on that real quick with the naming rights. I mean, you look at with with Miller Park. Uh, you know, it, American Family Insurance obviously bought the naming rights. The terms were not disclosed in terms of money, but you can guess that. I mean, uh, that money is going to help the team uh, in some fashion uh, there. And I, me at first, you know, obviously, let's say I'm in Madison, right? So my I. Uh, I don't pay the sales tax or in. So I, I know some people have tried to use that as, Oh, we've paid the sales tax, yada, yada, which makes no sense. Uh, but it's also just one thing where I don't, I, you want this team to improve and that extra money will help in some fashion uh, in my opinion. So I, I, you know, for me, like the name rights, yeah, it'll probably always be Miller park. Like I always mix up, calling whatever the White Sox ballpark is Comiskey because that's the way it, you know, that's what I grew up with. But, um, you know, still, I mean, to me, it's not going to change much. I mean, and if, if Miller, I mean, the big thing is if Miller, you know, I, I have to take a look. I didn't get a chance to look at it before the show, but I mean, did they want the sponsorship and was there money, you know, what did they offer, if anything? And I'm sure, I'm sure they did. And I'm sure the Brewers in good faith went back to Miller and said, Hey, this is what we're being offered. Um, and if Miller didn't pony up, then as far as I'm concerned, that's on Miller, our whole, the hometown brewery, which by the way, isn't a necessarily a local brewery anymore. Now that Coors and, and the way their ownership Absolutely. is structured. So, you know, but they didn't pony up the money. So to me, that's if, if fans want to be angry, instead of taking it out on the brewers, you shouldn't take it on anybody, but because they made a business decision too. But if you're gonna, t let's be just as mad then at Miller, because they decided they were gonna pass on this, and they just thought they'd get the good guy discount. But that's not how business is done. And the other thing is, 
I don't care if the park is called Tidy Bowl Stadium if the extra money that American Family spends gets them a player that wins them a World Series. You could call that park whatever you want because yeah. as a fan, I care about what's on the field. The problem is fans get wrapped up in things that just don't matter, like the name of the stadium you know, and some of the other stuff that fans like to wrap their head around. It doesn't matter. What matters is if they're going to be able to stay competitive in the smallest market in Major League Baseball. And in order to do that, you have to make sometimes unpopular business decisions to help bring cash into the door. Right. And I'm reading this uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel article by James B. Nelson, Rick Barrett, and and Paul Gores from a couple of days ago. And I mean, it's one of those things where – uh, I mean, it sounds like it's been behind the scenes talking for months, uh, you know, and they thank the, you know, Miller, you know, for the fact that or Miller Coors for the fact that that's, you know, that's what helped fund, you know, get the stadium funding passed uh, way back when was having that name attached to it. But, it, you know, they said that apparently uh, Rick Schlesinger uh, said the Brewers last summer approached American Family and other company, you know, other group of companies about the naming rights. Um, and then on top of that, I, it sounds like Miller was having active negotiations, uh, but but it might've been from based off of this article, they're saying the length of the commitment might've been an issue, uh, depending upon that. And so no, it's, it's really, you know, we'll see, uh, I mean, you know, it's not Bud Light, right. And like you mentioned, it's the the name of the local with, with, with conglomeration nowadays, something's owned by something bigger. There's a private equity film firm, you know, like. For what the old company I used to work for, uh, you know, like five, six years back, was a publicly traded company based out of North Carolina, and that was brought by a private equity firm, right? So, like, it's, it's no, there's no, like, it's the age of their buyouts and bigger companies, these equity firms or other corporations or pu- big public firms, you know, the, the age of local stuff ne- isn't necessarily there, you know, anymore or as right. prevalent. So Miller is owned by Miller Coors with the conglomeration. So at least it's not Bud Light field, uh, right. which would throw everyone into the tailspin. Uh, right. And, and then, then I would understand it because the brewers then would be going against not a long time sponsor by then digging the knife in by going after their top competitor. I don't believe, but in this case, they didn't. They went with it, and Miller, and you know, and somebody because people don't understand the full story either. They just, you know, people say, oh, so now they're not going to serve Miller. Of course, they're still going to serve. They're not kicking Miller out of Miller Park, okay? They're not kicking the products out of there. They're just getting a different name put on the stadium. You know, so if Miller, because another person suggested that Miller then should just take their ball and go home, fine. Then, then cut your own wrist then and let them bring in Budweiser. Like, why would they do – that would be an unsound business decision on, on both ends, right? So right. the agreement for what's served at, at the park as it relates to concessions should stay the way it is. It's this, this, they're separate deals that should be negotiated separately. Right, and I mean here's the thing too is that AmFam right now – you know, that's a Madison based company. The, the, their presence here in Wisconsin is huge. And Madison, you know, on the east side of town, there's a crap ton of offices. I mean, it's a huge headquarters. I have friends that that are you know, that work there right now. Uh, they've sponsored the, you know, uh, the AmFam championship here in Madison each summer for the champions tour. So they have that, uh, you know, I think it's either June or July. 
Uh, they do big things. They're in the state. So like I said, it, I think it makes sense. Uh, and, and, you know, AmFam obviously, uh, and they do just a ton of stuff too. Uh, they're imprints around, I think everywhere when it comes to, um, to Wisconsin sports, uh, and whatnot too. So I guess I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, so, I'm so I'm and, it just, it's just silly that, that, that's, you know, people, people talk about loyalty. It's like, what loyalty, what loyalty do players have to teams anymore? It's a business. And you know what? We can lament the fact that gone are the days of the George Bretts and the Robin Younts, but those days have been gone for over a decade, man. You know, so it is what it is. The last thing I'm going to do baseball related and we'll jump into the Super Bowl and we'll probably have to call it quits. The Hall of Fame induction uh, uh, balloting came out. A couple of things that strike me as being interesting. Good for Mariano Rivera. First unanimous choice ever. I'm not mad at him for that. That's great. I just continue to think the baseball writers of America are so sanctimonious. Do you realize that that means that Willie Mays and Ted Williams and Babe Ruth were not? unanimous first ballot hall of famers somebody actually thought Ted Williams didn't yeah. belong in a hall yeah. of fame somebody actually believed willie mays didn't belong in a hall of fame you know and then you'll hear the people who defend no i thought he belonged there but i just didn't think he should get in on his first ballot you know what that's 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 stupid if you think he's a hall of famer then put his name on the ballot man yep so anyway good for mariano rivera I don't know that Roy Halladay is necessarily a Hall of Famer, but fine. Edgar Martinez makes it. Lucina makes it. I think next year will be the year we finally see Bonds and Clemens make it, but Jeter is a shoe-in. I think everybody agrees he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, but, yeah, good for Mariano Rivera. I just think it's it's kind of a silly thing to think that he's the first guy to be a unanimous selection. Yep. Yeah, no, I think so, I agree. I mean, guys like Nolan Ryan too, uh, with Hall of Fame credentials like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you hit it on the head. Uh, Hank Aaron, others. Uh, yeah, right. it, yeah, Hank no. You, 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 I mean, you can just keep listing names for that matter. But uh, yeah, like also Mike Musina. I know our friend Jesse Temple is a big fan of, of Musina, and him and I even had a joke about it uh, during uh, December, um, talking about that. But no, I think it's just a matter of. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, more down the road and, and, you know, depending on what, I don't know. But, I mean, he deserves, obviously, Rivera deserves it. Uh, the career he had and the just the, the lights out mentality that he brought as a closer. So, um, real I quick- also think that two writers should lose their, their, their privilege to ever vote again because two people thought that Placidio Polanco decided, belonged on a hall, in a Hall of Fame. Like, he got on like, – I- are you kidding me? But yeah. we can't get we can't get Roger Clemens in. We can't get Omar Vizquel in there. Whatever. It just it's it's silly. Anyways, uh, so, real real quick uh, before we get the Super Bowl talk, uh, NBA All Star Game, you know, was announced. Obviously, Giannis is in there. He is a t- team captain, uh, and LeBron James is the other one. So uh, again, Milwaukee Bucks right now. As I'm currently wearing a Bucks shirt, uh, best record. Uh, and, and right now, and then riding high uh, before tomorrow night's matchup. Uh, big, I mean, it, it this you know, city's humming, and the state's humming, in my opinion, too. And uh, it really is interesting to see just how they're they're playing. You know, they're they them in Toronto are tied in the East, and I'm I'm interested in seeing as how long it'll go. Yeah, yeah. I look, I think they could finish with the number one seed. The schedule's tough, though. 
you know, I, I I still think if they can get one of the top two seeds, they got a shot. I I, I still think Boston and Philly are, are kind of sleeping dragons. Um, I'd really like to see them end up having to play each other, um, in the sec in in that first round, like a four five matchup, just to get one of them knocked off. I think the Bucks can beat Toronto. I think they can beat Indiana. At least I, I think they'd be favored to. Um, but we've also seen things happen, not only just bad luck for the for the Bucks, but we've also seen questionable officiating. The last time the Bucks were in a, a, in a, a conference championship, and so you never know how that's going to play out. Which leads us to last Sunday's uh, NFC and AFC championship. Ooh, nice segue. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, so we'll talk about the Patriots in a minute. I don't think there's a whole lot of questionable things there. But I'm telling you, man, um, with as ticky-tacky as the league has gotten with pass interference and some pass interference calls that just get called because you brush somebody the wrong way, how does that call, Jake, get missed? I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be clear pass interference, and I was surprised that didn't get called. Uh, you you could tell even if I know here's the thing I know when you slow it down it, when in the technology of the cameras right now are so sophisticated and so advanced where you can slow down a you know a split second into you know twenty seconds and you see how how he got there early you can still tell on the real in real time and on top of that he yeah. he targeted the head so there could have been two penalties I know they talked about it on the broadcast they mentioned it two you know there could have been two penalties on that play. And that clinches a potential. I mean, it all but clinches the Super Bowl berth for for New Orleans. Uh, and for well, well, sure, if it's right. Beagle and, and Ryan Ramchick, if you're trying to go with Wisconsin connections there. So, well, sure. But here's the thing: um, even the referee who didn't make the call, he's tried to explain it away by saying he thought the ball was tipped, which a still wouldn't allow a hit to the head like that. But two, then you go ask the other the the back judge was the ball tipped. Right. I mean, how hard is that? You know, like if you want to get that right. So you throw the flag and then you ask, was it tipped? Oh, it was. All right. I'm picking up this flag. Right. But you always err on the side of calling the penalty and then conferencing and retract it if the ball had been tipped coming out of Drew Brees' hand. But you don't just say, well, I just thought it was tipped. So I didn't throw a flag. That's there, there's something weird about that. Okay, and again, this conspiracy theorists out there talking about how powerful Kroenke, the owner of the Rams, is getting. And maybe this was, you know, to further solidify what a great move it was to put two teams in Los Angeles. I don't know about any of that. What I do know is Saints got screwed. Mm -hmm. But, but the Saints had a couple of chances to do some things. One, early on when they had to settle for field goals, when it looked like they were going to blow the doors off the Rams and they didn't convert, right? A couple first uh, first and goals that ended up turning into field goals. So bad on them for that, right? Right. Um, right. Yeah, getting beat on that, that fake punt, which led to a scoring drive, bad on them. And then they won the toss in overtime and turned the ball over. So – Yes, the referees cost them the game on that play, but the Saints still had plenty of chances both before and after that that non-call to win that game or put it out of reach, and they didn't do it. So 
for all the talk about the billboards and not watching the Super Bowl and wanting to sue the league or whatever, you still got to take care of business. Right. And you can't let that. It seems like they let that defeat them. And then they went out there in overtime and then got defeated. And then also good on Zerline, 57 yard oh, field gosh. goal. That's not a. That's insane. Right? So, yeah. And he got another I mean, 10, 10, 15 they, yards yeah. on that. He, he could have hit that from 80, in my opinion. I mean, he, that was right, right in the middle and at least another 10, 12 feet high. That was just. If he, if he misses that, they're getting the ball, the Saints getting the ball across midfield. Or right at midfield, so that was a a gutsy call by McVeigh to even decide to kick it there. So a lot of things happened, much like when the Packers lost the NFC title game, and we talked about oh, it. Gosh, we were doing our show. Yep. Yes, Bostic screwed up, but there were so many things that led to that 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 play should never have mattered. It should never have mattered because there are so many things the Packers could have done to put that game so far out of reach that that's never even a play we're talking about to this day. And I say the same thing about the Saints. They should have taken advantage in the first quarter a little bit better of the the, the shots they were given to put that game. It, it was 13 nothing. It could have easily been 21 to nothing. Yep. And then the Rams are, are dead team walking. And then we're not even talking about Right. So now, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see just what 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 happens, comes of it. Uh, ben Watson, Benjamin Watson, the Saints tight end, uh, called out Roger Goodell uh, just at, just a little bit ago, about two hours ago, uh, mentioning. Uh, long story short, that you know he they have not heard from him. Uh, your continued silence on this matter is unbecoming of the position you hold, uh, detrimental to, to the integrity of the game, and disrespectful and dismissive to the football fans everywhere. Um, yeah, and so, which I mean, I, th- I think it's fair for for Goodell for him to say to Goodell. I mean, like I said, I think we agree that there's more. I, I do say they were screwed. Obviously, uh, I, I mean, I see both sides with that. But you know, it, a play can change the game. But there are also other plays that obviously Drew Brees didn't throw that interception, like you mentioned, and and, right. and they don't. And and Goodell Goodell could easily come out. Okay, Goodell could come out and say, I don't expect them to say the Saints got screwed. But he, his silence is a little bit disturbing because he should come out and say, look, for the good of the game, we're going to continue to evaluate our officials to make sure that we put the best product on the field. Um, yes, we realize that there are some plays that were missed, um, but we judge our officials on the whole game and not just on one play, and we cannot let this diminish the accomplishments of the Rams. Thank you very much. That's all he's got to say. Right, and at least he addressed right. it by saying nothing. It does look, you know, it, silence sometimes can be deafening, right? Mm-hmm. In this case, the longer you go without saying something, the more it looks like, especially for the crazies out there who think that the, this is a fix. They're like, oh, he doesn't know how to explain this away. He doesn't need to explain it away. He just needs to say, look, we realize what happened. We're going to continue to evaluate officials so we can put the best product out there. The end. Like it doesn't have to be any more than that, right? Right. So, yeah. So no, I mean, um, I think I, I agree with you on that point. Um, yeah, and with that, I mean, on the on the flip side, a, a great contest between Kansas City and New England. New England obviously does the same thing they did to Atlanta uh, in the Super Bowl a couple of seasons back uh, by scoring on the first possession overtime and not allowing Patrick Mahomes to uh, do a home, you know, comeback win 
that would have been historic at Airhead Stadium. Uh, but again, you have the Patriots. You have James White entering his what will be his fourth Super Bowl in five years. I think it is. I'm not mistaken. So uh, big time for the Wisconsin back. Who I, you know, I'm you know we talked about it. I think last week uh, with text just about it, uh, the best, the modern day running back. Uh, to be the most productive from Wisconsin in the NFL. Uh, I think right now that is James White until more, Melvin Gordon gets a little bit more, uh, some more rushing yards. I think by all of a sudden done, Gordon takes the cake, but I think right, White right now, you can't diminish what he's done this season for the Patriots uh, and throughout his career for that matter. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have Rob Havenstein for, uh, from Wisconsin too, the starting right tackle uh, now playing for the Rams and uh, for the 10th straight season, you'll have uh, someone from Wisconsin representing the Badgers uh, in a Super Bowl. So that's, that's something for the program there. And I'm excited to watch it, but right now I'm, you know, my way too early prediction, Scotty, I'm going to say Patriots. Um, yeah, I, I, I am too. Um, I am too. And you know what? That's real quick. Cause we, we brought, we talked about the NFC title game, but as much as people don't want to admit it, um, Tom Brady, I, that, that was just an amazing performance by him because he probably has the least talented cast of characters around him that he's had in quite some time. And people, it's easy to want to hate them, right? But what, what a what an incredible, what an incredible, uh, what what an incredible performance! I. Really wanted to see Saints and, and Chiefs or Saints and the Patriots because of the Brady Breeze. But uh, I'll tell you what, man. Um, it, it, it's one of those things that if you take away the name, the Patriots and Belichick and all that shit, I, 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 can't, I can't tell you how impressive that was. And I think they'll ride that momentum. And I wouldn't be surprised, and I know I said this last year, and I'm probably going to be wrong again, but this could be the last game for either Brady and or Belichick. I think it wouldn't surprise me for one of them to just walk away if they, especially if they walk, can walk out champions. Yeah, but, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes of it. And obviously, you'll have the hoopla coming up. Any big Super Bowl parties coming up? No, for you? no, I I don't think I'm gonna. No, I I might have people over, may have four or five people at the house max, but no, I mean, I'm going to try to have a Royal Rumble party this week too. So, um, no, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't like to go out in crowded places as much anymore um, as I used to. So uh, I think I'll just watch it from home. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we might have a few people over too. Gonna, it's not too big. I remember, walk you know, room we five. Is that the? No, no. I, 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 I you know, I, I don't know. Maybe we have a karaoke machine uh, here that Laura bought. Like it's like a microphone thing through Bluetooth, and you can sing that way. But we may just have the kids. If we have people, some friends and family over, we may just start doing that. And something gets Maroon Five. I'm just not a fan of their music. Oh, aren't you? Aren't you bougie? Is that the, is that the right word? Bougie? I'm not even sure. I mean, you know, like I don't know. I, I got the twins. I got two four year old twins, and I got them singing uh, Weezer's version of Africa or Toto's version of Africa. What do yeah, you want to call it? Toto's version of Africa is is way better. However, the Weezer uh, the, it, no, it is. But the Weezer Teal album. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to purchase it or yeah, it's 
I heard it. I heard some yeah, of it. I, I listened to their cover of Scrubs uh, last week and no Scrubs, yeah. Billy Jean, the cover of that. So it's an interest. It was an interesting thing to do. And I might actually be in your neck of the woods, by the way. Um, not confirmed yet, but I'm trying to score some tickets March 31st to uh, the Pixies and Weezer over in Madison. So that's what I'm hoping for too. I, I told Laura that cause I think that'd be fun to, to go to, especially if they play those covers. I mean, I listened to most of those covers. Those are pretty, pretty good covers. Like the take on me, other stuff from that Teal album. I know they got an album and thing coming out yeah, uh, later this album. year, but Hey, Weezer. Yeah, I've been I'm, a Weezer fan for about 20 years. Well, whenever they came 18 years, whatever it's been. So I've always liked their stuff. So it's not just, but I do like the, the, the daringness of the cover and the Pixies are just, amazing minus the fact that kim deal isn't going to be there um i'm still excited about seeing the pixies as well so yeah so that'll be a good time that'll be a good time anything else before we uh take off bro i'll be at brewers on deck with uh rider this weekend um and i'll I'll maybe question stearns about why he's become lackadaisical in his new role Uh, actually i won't do that but i could (laughs) um but that'll always be fun. Uh, I've gone six years in a row. This was the only time I've ever seen it sell out. So it's going to be a madhouse because it was a madhouse last year and they weren't quote unquote sold out. So we'll see what that ends up meaning. Awesome, man. Well, I was going to say, uh, everyone else, make sure you guys uh, stay warm, stay bundled. Uh, watch out for the snow on Sunday night for those that are in the Midwest, especially in Wisconsin, that we're supposed to get somewhere between five to ten inches, something like that. that. I don't know. Like, I, I heard Monday, but whatever. I heard Sunday night into Monday, so it's like late. I think it might be late Sunday night into Monday. And I had talked to uh, a friend that's in, uh, at a radio uh, TV station here in town uh, earlier today, and he had mentioned that they his like his meteorologist said anywhere between three to fourteen <laughs> inches, which I'm like, like that. Well, that's not, I mean, we, and he even made it like, I could, I could make that prediction, but I mean, obviously forecast can change. I don't have a life. Let me, let me ask you this. I, I know we got to go, but I just got to get this off my chest I, on record, on the air, on something that's taped. I feel like the art quote science of meteorology isn't as good as it was when I, then when I was a kid. And here's the thing. They've got better tools now. They got better technology, and a stupid sock puppet alley cat did a better job projecting the weather here in Milwaukee than these highly scholared meteorologists. I, I just—I don't know. You were probably too young to remember Albert the alley cat, but he did the weather on Channel Six in Milwaukee. A sock puppet cat, and he was more right than the people who are doing this now. Yeah, I mean, I know there's so much there's the weather can change so much. And there's I mean, I have friends that, you know, that work at the Weather Channel. So it's one of those things where I know that they're going through they have different models and there's so many different model forecasts too. maybe that's something too, where there's so many different there's such an intricacy and weather can change on the instant. But we'll see. Uh, You know, it's always a a recency bias, too. Let me tell you what the best predictor weather was. My grandma's knee. Because when she basically it was going to rain, she was usually 90% correct. We got rain when her knee told her it was going to rain. That's and fair. She, and she didn't, fair. she didn't make the money meteorologists make now. She was in the wrong line of work. So anyway, real quick on the weather, though. The snow being what it is, there's also – they're talking about um, – 
Tuesday or Wednesday night of next week where the temperatures, the actual temperature is going to be minus 20 degrees. So, again, a couple of things. Keep your kids bundled up. Keep your pets inside. Watch out for the old folks in your neighborhood. Keep your, an eye open for them. And please, if, if there's anything you can do, I'm not saying take them into your house or anything like that, but if there's places you can go uh, to help out people who are homeless in this or if there's blankets you can donate or give away to people, that is deadly cold. Deadly cold weather that nobody should be out in. Um, so please be aware of that. In fact, uh, um, yeah, just just be be kind to other human beings, especially those who don't have in some of that weather we're going to be dealing with over the next few uh, next week or so. Yeah, I mean, one thing too. Um, I mean, one thing that I know I think I've heard it a couple times too. If you're donating to like a homeless shelter or people that are, you know, socks are huge comfortable warm socks uh just because with uh walking around or trying i mean um frostbite's dangerous uh so please look out for your fellow human beings uh and and care for them this week uh and next week and always obviously always but uh, especially now with this weather here in wisconsin folks uh but anything else guy before we uh no i think that hits it all in the head Awesome. Well, you guys, make sure you guys uh, follow us on Twitter at Kielbasa Kings WI for Scotty at Scott Wisnusk two and me at Jake Coco B five Q. Uh, tune in. Uh, you know, obviously next week we'll talk more Super Bowl. We'll break it down a little bit more. Some more news and notes. Some Royal Rumble thoughts, obviously, because that's going on this weekend as well. So, uh, on behalf of the Polish Rifle Scott Wisniewski, this is Jake Kokorowski. We'll catch you next week. Doza bachenya, my friends, on the Kielbasa Kings Sports Extravaganza. 